when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. In our last house, we had a small problem. Mice. It was mainly during the colder months, but it was still a problem. We had something they wanted, warmth and food. Our garage became a safe haven, and... Their instincts told them that it was safe and inviting. My wife, Kim, is a bird person, and we spent more money per month feeding birds and squirrels than we did our 70-pound dog. Needless to say, Kim is an animal rescue person. All of our dogs have been rescued. So, she was torn between wanting to save the poor mice and the sheer terror of walking to her car or feeding the birds and having one run up her leg. The fear would subside for a while, and then one would scurry right in front of her. So, she reluctantly agreed to let me handle it. I tried everything I could to prevent them from getting in the house, but the garage doors could not be sealed to prevent them from wiggling past the weather stripping. The only way to deal with this issue was to introduce them to their last meal. The mousetrap. Now, I know there are more humane ways of dealing with this, but the supply of hungry rodents exceeded our patience. I couldn't control how or when they took the bait, but I could choose what happened next. Kim was 100% opposed to getting them stuffed and displaying them. I thought it'd be a good deterrent and, well, just kidding. But alas, I decided to let nature run its course. Is your marketing a mousetrap? If you think about it, your business is like my garage. Specifically, your website. It has food for thought and attracts creatures who sneak in and out. You may be able to see them scurry, but it's hard to trap them. And you certainly don't want to kill them off, but you do want to be able to capture their attention or at least capture their data. Businesses constantly are playing a cat and mouse game with visitors to their websites. In the business to business space, it's hard enough to get people to visit more than once. But more importantly, it's even harder to get them to take the bait or take some action. Here's what I consider to be the three biggest mistakes I've seen businesses make, especially in that B2B space. Number one, not having a website. Number two, not creating consistent content. And number three, not capturing the data. We don't need a website. We use social media. Yeah, there are a couple of caveats here. First, B2B customers don't use social media as much as you may think. On average, the most used social media platform for a business is LinkedIn. The average person spends less than 17 minutes 
per week as opposed to 22 minutes per day on Facebook. Second, you don't own or control it. When they get to your website, you can help point them to the content with banners or placements on your homepage. On social media platform, AI bots determine what your clients and prospects will see. Unless you're advertising or paying for views, less than two to 5% of your total connections or followers will ever see your posts. And if you break any of the quickly changing and evolving rules, they can shut you down with little to no recourse. I had a client who had a vendor shut down their page because of branding issues, even though they were and still are a reseller, and they were using that page to promote that company's products and brand. On to mistake number two. Chat, GPT, and AI will change the course of content forever. Hey, I've used it, and it's cool, and it's a nice toy. It will help you start a piece of content, but it has many inherent flaws. First, it replicates content that's widely available and formats it based on the questions you ask or what you tell it to do. What's missing is your unique circumstances and context. Thought leadership will not be found via AI just yet. Second, your sales team knows what's on the mind of your clients, and that's changing constantly. Generic content is not going to gain the attention of your clients unless it directly correlates to what they're thinking at that moment. If your website is sprinkled with COVID info, supply chain woes, that may be so yesterday in some cases. You need to consistently capture the pulse of what's on your customers' minds at the exact time they want to see your content. Finally, content is what drives people from email and social media to your website. If you can get them off social media, awesome. If you can't, chances of them taking action are minimal at best. And finally, cookies cause consternation. Yes, you should let people know that you're capturing data, but if your content is worth clicking on in the first place, they probably already understand that data is being captured before they ever get to your website. The ultimate goal is to get people to exchange their contact info for quality content like an ebook, training videos, and so on. You only get a small number of website visitors who are willing to do that. It also may take two or three visits to your website before they're willing to engage in that way. It makes sense to try and track and use cookies so when they scurry into your form or email, you have an opportunity to trace their path and understand how they got there in the first place. There are multiple ways to do this, and we'll explain them in the next podcast. But the sooner you start, the more valuable the data becomes. So I want to leave you with some final thoughts. Number one, data tracking is much more prevalent on e-commerce sites like Amazon. 
but it's not so straightforward for small to mid-sized businesses. Sure, you can use Google Analytics or tracking pixels from third-party websites, but they're harder to integrate and correlate with off-the-shelf themes and plugins that are used in WordPress, which is what most websites are built on. In the next post, I'll outline how this can be accomplished. It may get a little geeky for most, but I will share the journey that we're taking to make it relevant and profitable for businesses like yours. It takes some time, some commitment, and some investment, but if you can convert website visitors into paying clients at a higher rate, it's better than doing nothing or making all three of those mistakes I outlined. Unlike the mice in our garage, you don't want to get rid of them. You want to create conversations that keep them coming back, but you still have to feed them and track their path or journey to your cheese while keeping your content safe and inviting. P.S. With those mice, I used peanut butter. It lasted longer and was stickier. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>